awesome, man. Love worshiping with all of you, and I always want to say hello to everyone who was watching out there. And uh, man, I hope you were worshiping with us where you were, but man, there's no greater place to be uh, than God's house of worship, you know what I'm saying? And I, so I hope you can make your way with us as soon as you can. Glad you're watching wherever you are. Uh, hey, before we get to the message really quick, I want to update our Go Local there to Christ's Kitchen. Uh, so if you do go there and try to sign up, you won't be able to, because here's the deal, gang. We had way too many people sign up, which I just want to praise God for. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's celebrate. Oh, come on, man. Do better than that. That was awesome. I, that's great. That's great. I, I do want, we had to actually uh, do, do multiple teams uh, because you all signed up. Uh, and so I just want to praise God for that because that does matter. Uh, serving the people uh, in our community like that does matter. I'm so glad for you guys showing up and saying yes to that. So that's so good. Glad that I could celebrate that with you. All right. Uh, hey, we are in a series we're calling In the Middle. And what we're doing is we are looking into the book of Psalms. And so uh, let's get there. If you do have your Bibles or electronics, go ahead and grab those. And we're gonna go to the next Psalm. Go to Psalm 127. Psalm 127 is where we will be today. Now, as you are making your way there, we are less than a week from Thanksgiving. Can you believe that? Uh, I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. My favorite part of Thanksgiving is pie. Uh, I love pie. I love my family, but I love pie. Uh, my other favorite part of Thanksgiving is turkey and gravy. Uh, and my other favorite part is uh, stuffing and mashed potatoes and stuffing. And uh, so here's what I thought we would do. I thought we would start out with a little game here. A little game, you can play with your partners there if you want. Uh, so what I did is I looked up a survey that was done this year in September uh, of 2,000 people who voted on the top 10 side dishes, okay? Top 10 most popular side dishes. So I want you to get your thinking caps on. Uh, and so I'm gonna ask what you think number one is. You can tell your partner what you think and see who wins, who's gonna buy lunch or whatever, all right? You're right, so I'm gonna say number one and let you guess, and then I'll show you, all right. What do you think number one is? Here's number one. Number one is mashed potatoes. Who got that right? Okay. All right, what do you think number two is? What, is, what do you think number two is? It is stuffing. Who got stuffing? Who got stuffing? All right. What do you think number three is? What do you think number three is? Oh, you guys are so... <laughs> Yell it out. Sweet potatoes is number three. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm like... Ugh. All right, number four. What do you think number four is? Let's go. Cranberry sauce. I heard that one. Somebody out here said... I think Devin said that. All right, what do you think the number five is? Number five most popular side dish. One more. I would have said rolls, it's not rolls. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, boo. That is, I love mac and cheese. That is not a Thanksgiving side dish. Anybody with me on that? Come on. And where were rolls? They're like number one for me. By the way, number six was antacids. Okay, so. Psalm, all right, Psalm 127. Psalm 127, I hope you found it by now. And if you didn't, just give up. All right, here we go, it's in two parts. It's in two parts. We're just gonna read the first two verses here. We're gonna read the first part and see where God's gonna go with us today. Uh, and I'm out of the NLT translation. So here we go, uh, one and two. It says this, it says, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects the city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. So... <clears throat> 
Today, uh, we're going to talk about one of the most common problems that, that people have. And this problem, uh, it actually affects people who, who say they know God and, and have been saved by Jesus, as well as people who would say that they do not have a saving relationship with Jesus. It doesn't discriminate. And it's this, it's the problem of busyness. We're going to look today at what God has to say to his people uh, about what the problem of business is and how we can lean in on his wisdom and his leading when we find ourselves, listen, in a season of busyness in our lives, okay? Uh, and, and before we get into that, I did want to share, uh, I, I wanted to give you Tim Keller's notes on this. Uh, uh, Tim Keller wrote a book, and I think we mentioned it in the first week, uh, called The Songs of Jesus, and it's a devotional guide on the Psalms. It's an amazing, amazing thing. And I just want to share this with what he says about the first two verses. Here's what he says. He says this, he says, prosperity and security are not ultimately your accomplishments, but God's gifts. So overwork, worry, and strain are foolish and wrong. If you know that the one who loves you unfailingly is in complete charge of history, this is, you will be able to sleep well. And if you are overworked and overstressed, you are forgetting who God is. Jesus said it most bluntly, apart from me, you can do nothing. I love how he says that, that, that that's not how God sets us up to be overstressed and, and, and all worried about those things. If we just remember who God is, then I love how he says, we'll rest well. So let's talk about this today. Let's look at what God says about busyness. And, and here's why uh, God would say there's a problem with busyness with us and him. It becomes a problem, busyness becomes a problem when we can't find that space for God in our lives that we can't find that space for God to work and, and see, and, and, and because here's what'll happen, gang, more often than not, is that the first thing that will go when we don't have time is God in our lives. That's the first thing that will go, and then he will not be able to work and be involved in our lives that we want him so badly to be involved in, okay? So for Courtney and me, you know, we, we know that we need to find that space. We need to find that space that, that no matter, you know, what we're doing and, and where the kids need to get to, to, you know, drop them off here and pick them up here and, and work stuff going on and church stuff and home group over there and all that stuff, that in all of that, there, there needs to be this space between our to-dos and the limits that we have. And we know this. Here's what we know. If we're not intentional about it, it will not happen. Uh, I know for a lot of you, this is why I'm not gonna tell you what our uh, uh, schedule and plan is because I think if you looked at what my family pace is, you would say that is so minor league to what you're doing uh, and what you're going through and you wish you had that easy of a schedule and, and calendar compared to us. This week, uh, we had parent-teacher conferences at our school and so we were walking around. I saw a lot of folks, you know, I got to talk to some people. And, and so I found a, a family who comes here that, that I haven't seen in a while. So we were catching up, you know, talking about our kids, talking about their kids. And they were just sharing with me that they were in a, a season where they were doing travel sports and, and they were really loving it. They're loving it, but they were really just uh, a little over, over stressed about it. They were just worn out about it. And it was funny, cause this is true. This was on, in the middle of the week, I think Wednesday. And they said, man, we need a message on this. And he, when are you gonna talk about this again? And I went, uh, Sunday, okay? And we, it was great because we laughed about it. And I said, now, now, listen, I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna make you, I'm not gonna make you feel bad about this. I wanna, I wanna encourage you uh, through these things and, and, and put some things into, uh, in the busy seasons we, we have. Because here's the thing, gang, uh, we, can, we all have them. We all have a season or two or a time or two where we are just busy. But gang, I wanna, I wanna just be clear on this. I wanna chat about this because here's what I, I, I wanna make sure I'm not saying. This, this is not about whether or not we should do travel sports or, or whether or not we should be working a lot harder to get this business thing going or, or even just travel more and, and a lot more overall. Listen, we, we all, here's the thing. We all have different capacities. 
We all have different capacities. So uh, what we can't do is put one or two things that somebody's doing and say, hey, that's too much. That's too much. Because our capacities are different, right? Uh, what I would say my capacity is, is not the same as what you would say. So too much for me may not be too much for you. But... But here's what's true. Uh, and if you have your sermon notes, go ahead and grab those because this is the first thing is true. Uh, the truth about busyness is this, that our capacities are different. But here's the thing. The truth is we all do have a limit. That, that's what we have in common, gang. That even though our capacities may not be the same, we all have a limit. That's the common ground. You have a limit. Your family, your marriage, your life has a limit to what it can handle uh, in being occupied to a point where your faith and your priority of God can get pushed down or e even more than that, gang, listen, pushed completely to the side. And then what happens as a result of that, ta things take a turn in your life if you're in Christ. And that's, that's what we don't wanna do. So here's what I wanna do today. We just, we need to protect ourselves, everybody. We need to protect ourselves, not from busyness, because that's gonna happen, but the busyness, the kind of busyness that pushes our limits too far and then pushes out the priority uh, and plan of God in our lives. That's what we need to go after today. And I do think for some of us, um, it is a season right with stage of life where you're at work kids and all that it, it's a, it is a season but but for some of us uh not all of us but for some of us uh you know this you just haven't admitted this but but it's not it's not just a season thing it's something else and, and it has more to do with your identity than you think i just so i just want to ask have you considered just have you considered that maybe this is just your life that it's not just gonna come and go, that maybe this pace, this life on the limit, not being able to sit down for a moment, and, and I could go on and on with all these things, that this is just your life. And, uh, you know, and, and without an intentional plan, it won't stop when that promotion comes. It, it won't stop when that leg is over because there's a next leg that's coming because you know this, you know this. You can't keep up with this pace without something breaking down. You can't keep up with this without something to break down. So, and the truth is, no matter where you are with this, no matter where you are, what pace you're on, what capacity you have, and, and, and whatever stage of life you're in, here it is. We all need space. We all need that space between what we're doing and the limits we have. And, and here's the deal. This is why we're talking about this at church. This is a very spiritual deal. This is a huge spiritual issue, and this is where all of us come in on this, whether you're busy in life or, or feel pretty balanced right now. Uh, your ability to create space with God is critical. You, you catch what I'm saying? Your ability uh, to create space with God is critical. The margins that you make are your decision. That, that, that we all have a possibility of making those margins with God. Uh, and so it's really critical. And so I hope this is helpful when we look into some of these things and that, that God will show you some things to maybe work on or talk about or something like that. Because believe it or not, uh, God's will for your life is not to be so overscheduled and exhausted that you're going crazy. I promise you, that is not God's will for your life. God's will isn't that you're so depleted and worn out that you ultimately give uh, the people you love and God the scraps. Uh, that you have left over with the energy you have. So what is God's will, right? If that's not God's will, if God's will is for me to not be so busy, what is God's will? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, so go ahead and jump to another place. We're gonna jump to uh, 1 Thessalonians. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter five. 1 Thessalonians chapter five. We're gonna see what God's will is, okay? So we're gonna pick this up in verse 16 in 1 Thessalonians five. So here, here's what it says. It says, Always be joyful, never stop praying. 
Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So this right here is God's will, God's direction for our lives. Uh, this is what he's directing us to be and directing us to have in our lives. And, he, and here's what I know. Here's what I know about this. The chances of me being able to do that without stopping everything I'm doing, without slowing down a little bit, when I'm so busy and overscheduled, the chances of doing that are pretty slim. They're pretty slim let alone uh, allowing God to speak into my life. That's a, this is a really spiritual deal, gang. It's a really spiritual deal. So, so let's look into this, okay? Let's look into this. Uh, and, and because right here, gang, this is what I want to be going on in my life. Like, that's what I want to be going on. This is what I think will pay off in the long, in long term with my family and my marriage and all those things in my life with God. And, so, and if we're not thinking about it, here's my whole point today. If we are not thinking about it, it probably won't happen. Okay, that's what I want us to understand. It, it will miss, and we'll miss God's will for our life and what really matters, okay? So, uh, there's actually another verse that I love when it comes to this, and I've shared this a lot of times. It's in, it's in Psalm 90. Uh, Psalm 90, 12 says this. It says, so teach us, God, to, to number our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom, a heart of wisdom. So let's get after that, okay? Let's just see what God has to say. Get after a heart of wisdom when it comes to the busyness in our lives because uh, there needs to be room, right? There needs to be margin, not tomorrow, uh, today, that's the pattern that we want to establish. We got to figure this out. Uh, and if you're here today, and, and you would say you're a follower of Christ, this is so important because, in order to lead a life of faith, all right, in order to find that joy that God wants you to have, you have to put intentional space in your life. So we're going to take this and see what God has uh, for us to find that space. So we're going to jump to one more place, and, and that's where we're going to land. Okay, so this is the last place. So if you haven't jumped to anywhere, jump here. Uh, go to Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians chapter five, because in here uh, we're going to find four things in this in this scripture uh, that God wants to help us with that He's inviting us to do uh, with our lives. And here's my hope. My hope is that as we read these things, that, that God will show you something uh, or an area in your life where you can talk about some things, ask your spouse, make some real changes to be going towards a life that God wants you to have. Now we're gonna start this in verse 15. So Ephesians 5, 15, and here's what it says. It says, all right, so look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay, so let's break this down a little bit. Again, uh, here, here's my goal today for some. My goal isn't to tell you what you're doing wrong, right? My goal isn't to tell you, hey, doing that, that's too much for your schedule, and I'm not gonna sit here and judge your calendar or your to-dos. Again, we all have different capacities, but if you are here and you feel a little strained, Right, you feel a little worn out. You feel a little like your life's a little close to that limit uh, on a consistent basis. Then my hope is that God's going to show you something here that He wants you to work on. That's that's my hope uh, for today, or talk about uh, with your family. And so I hope you write some of these down. Hope you write some ideas that God wants you to have if you're really wanting to change something uh, and go after the pattern of life that God wants you to have. So here's the first thing that God's directing us to do in this scripture. And the first thing is that we've got to look carefully. We've got to look carefully. You need to take a careful inventory of your time. You need to take a look, scrutinize it, like investigate. I think actually some of us uh, need to probably track down the use of our time the same way that we would track down the, how we spend our money. 
That's the way that I would look at it. When's the last time you sat down and actually looked at how you use your time the same way you look at how you spend your money? This is what Paul is saying to do. This is what God is directing us to do because here's what he's saying will happen. What you're gonna find pretty quickly if you sit down and take a tally of your time, uh, you're gonna find things you're doing with your time that are either worth it or maybe not so much worth the time that you're putting in on it. It's a pretty good idea to do because here's the deal. You cannot create more time. You can only change how you spend it. You cannot create more time. You can only change how you spend it. You can only spend it differently. So here's the first question I want you to ask, and uh, you need to know this. You can't just think that it's right. You need to really sit down and say, how are we spending our time? Where, where is the bulk of our time going? Hey, this area, we kind of like it, but how much time is actually going to it? And then I just think you could, that's where God wants you to start. So that's the first thing to create space and margin in our lives is to look carefully. Here's the second thing that he's saying. Uh, is he's saying, now you gotta make the best use of time. Make the best use of time. Uh, so in the original Greek language, uh, the, the best use uh, is actually, it's in one word in the Greek and it actually means to redeem to redeem, and actually in some of your translation, it says redeeming the time. That's what your translation says. Um, and so here's what redeem means. Redeem uh, means uh, the, the, the buying back of something, that, that you buy back something. We actually use the word redeem uh, when we talk about Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. When he died on the cross, he redeemed us. He bought back our life of sin by dying on the cross. So, so he buys back our life. So, so here's what I want us to think about in this area. Uh, can you, right now, when we think about the best use of our time, can you name the top handful of things that are most time-deserving in your life? And what I mean by that is uh, those are the things you would say are the first priorities because you know that doing those things over time will pay off big time in your life and in your family. Do you know what those are? As an individual, uh, as a family, do, do you know what that list is? And here's where I wanna push this a little bit. Maybe you know them. Right? Maybe you know what those are, but here's what makes this a challenge. This is what makes this a challenge. Only through doing them over time repeatedly is where you're proving it's a priority. Only when you're actually doing it over time repeatedly, that's when you're proving it's a priority. So this goes for your spiritual life. Uh, this goes for your family, your marriage, how you, your money. It goes for everything. It goes across the board on that. It's, it's true across the board. So do you know uh, the top priorities and are you proving that by spending the time there? Here, here in this area, uh, here's a God separator in making the best use of our time. Just asking this, maybe you could just write this down. Uh, am I practicing a Sabbath? Am I, am I taking my time, with my time, am I practicing a Sabbath? Here's what a Sabbath is. A Sabbath is, is taking time, and in many cases it's a day uh, for a lot of people, to stop efforting in your labor to kind of cease uh, from what you're doing, whatever that labor is, and enjoying God and your family and remembering that it's God who actually accomplishes everything. That's kind of what Tim Keller was saying, that, that all of my accomplishments are God's deal anyways, and remembering it's God who makes the world turn and not it. That, that's pretty much it. That's what a Sabbath rest looks like. Uh, and there are so many Christians who fail to do this. Uh, there are so many Christians who fail uh, to do this. Some of you, honestly, gang, the most spiritual thing you could do right now is stop stop. Just take the time not to do, but to not do. 
and enjoy God in your life and stop to remember, man, it's God uh, who makes the world turn and not us. Some of you may remember this, uh, me saying this a few years ago, but about 15 years ago, uh, God made this real in my life. Like he just, it just became apparent to me uh, that I needed to put a real honest day of rest uh, in him because I realized and when I did that, I started doing it and I still do it to this day. Uh, it looks different than it did 15 years ago without two kids, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, it, but I still practice it. Uh, and here's what I found out. I found out a few really cool things when I actually stop and really rest in him. First of all, I found out that I'm not as critical to the world as I think I am. That kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, everything got done in the world and I didn't need to do anything. Man, I'm okay. Uh, and then, uh, and I also found out this, that, that God can do what he wants to do, that he, will, he is over everything, regardless of if I answer an email or answer a phone call or anything like that. And I found out, here's what I found out for real guys. <laughs> I found out that I could actually relax. I could, some of you just need to find that out in your life that I could relax because when I'm letting God be God, then I could become a, a human being and not just a human doing. Oh, it was awesome. And so, so here's why this is a spiritual separator, uh, practicing a Sabbath. Because when you do a Sabbath, right, it is God-directed. That is absolutely God-directed. It's nowhere else directed. It's directed right at God when we practice the way that we should. And it will bring in things that only a Sabbath will bring in in unique ways that God can do for you. Ceasing and knowing and seeing God. I mean, and, and here's the thing. This is why it's, uh, uh, so, so, spir so spiritual separator. Uh, who in our culture says, you know what the best thing you should do is nothing? Like you don't hear that anywhere. And so that's why I think it's just, it's a separator. Okay, so look carefully, make the best use of your time. Here's a third instruction. As he said, don't be foolish. Foolish time gives us the most limited results. Aren't you glad you came to church today, everybody? I mean, we know that, right? We know that, <laughs> we know that. Uh, here's the problem of foolish time. It's super fun, all right? And here's why I know that, because I know. I know it's super fun. Uh, one, of the, one of the foolish, I mean, I could say, you know, one of the foolish things that I, that I would say for me uh, that I love to do is a TV. I love TV. Uh, it's my number one foolish thing, and I could admit that to you. I could admit that to you, uh, because for me, uh, TV isn't wrong. It's not wrong. Here's the thing, gang. It becomes wrong when it actually takes from me the things that give me the results that matter. That, that's when it becomes a foolish thing, all right? So uh, it, not in and of itself is a foolish, but it could become a foolish thing when it takes over things that matter. So listen, everybody. Uh, uh, extracurricular activities, hobbies, you know, uh, I don't know, kids stuff, sports. Like none of those are foolish in and of itself. But, but over time, if you're allowing those to creep in to, to the areas that, that you don't have more time for other things, then that's where it becomes foolish time is what God would say. So look carefully, you know, make the best use of our time. Don't be foolish. And here's the fourth direction that he has is this understand the will of the Lord. We need to understand the will of the Lord. Now, we already like looked at what the will of the Lord was, right? There's a couple other areas in Scripture that says this is what God's will for our lives is. But uh, when I look at this, here's, here's where I go with this one, gang. Uh, for me, you know, for my life, for my family and my marriage and, and pretty much every single thing that I do, uh, here's the thing. This is the key for my whole life, right here. This is the key for my entire life that I need to understand the will of the Lord, I need to know what it is. Understanding God is the key to understanding my life and my purpose. And I have to trust God. Like, I have to trust God in order to understand him and, and follow him like that do. And I don't know about you, but if I'm gonna trust God with everything, uh, I kinda gotta get to know God. I need to get to know who I'm trusting. That's a big, that's a big commitment. 
right? If I'm like, all right, God, I'm gonna totally trust you with everything that I got. I gotta get to know him. So I, I gotta set aside a little bit of time every day, every day to set aside time to read, uh, get, in his, get in his word uh, and pray and, and, and come to him and, and let him kind of penetrate my soul. And, and, and that's really it. I don't make it too complicated. That's how I get to understand the will of God. And, and I know I say this pretty much every sermon. I know I do, uh, but it's that important. It's that important. I think uh, I actually believe that it, I still believe it's what's missing in, in many people's lives. I think that's what's missing in people's lives who are, are kind of missing it. We're kind of saying like, my connection with God's not that strong or uh, he's really not making that, a different, making that much of a difference in my decisions or anything like that. Uh, I, just wanna, I just wanna stay consistent in, in, in what this does. Like staying consistent with him will bring his presence in more in our lives. And so it's, and it's not about reading and praying. Those are like the lines that get you there, uh, but it's about having communion with your heavenly father. Like having his presence uh, in your life every day, every day. And gang, listen to me. If I'm not intentional about that, it won't happen. It won't happen if I'm not intentional about it. In fact, uh, actually, this is so important that Jesus one day gave us a principle. He gave us a principle with one thing. And he said, if you do one thing, here's what he promises. Everything else will get taken care of. What stuff? Everything else. That's what he said. Uh, and so, uh, and, and it'll fit and it'll give you margin in the space that you're looking for. And it's so profound uh, because with all the stuff that we got going on in our lives, here's what he says about it. Here's what Jesus said. He said this. He goes, okay, but seek first the kingdom of God. If you do that in his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. That's what Jesus says. So, so for any of us and all of us who are in this category of saying, I have... Uh, put my trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Like he is, he is a forgiver of my sins and he is who I follow. Uh, he's saying that if you just prioritize God first, that you put him in the first of your day, that you put him in the first of your to-dos, that you put him first in your time, that if you arrange yourself in, a, in your calendar and your to-dos about God first always, here is a promise he will give you. It's a promise. He says, everything else will get figured out. That's a pretty big promise, everybody. Everything else, he says, will get added to you. That if you just get your priorities right, then you will have the ability to figure out and fit everything else in. It's a promise that Jesus gives. So let me ask you this. I just wanna ask you this. Have you made a decision to trust that? Is your life showing that you trust that every day? You're saying, I know I got all this stuff, but God, I'm gonna prioritize you first because you will get everything else done. And so that's what we wanna say, like where you drew a line in your, in your faith to say, I'm gonna make knowing God and his will the number one priority in my life. If, if you're a Christian, you gotta get that figured out. You gotta get that figured out, okay? Uh, and part of the reason why we're here is to encourage that, right? We're, like we come here and we gather to worship God and we get in God's word uh, to promote and, and give you, like this is what God can do, not just on Sunday. Like we're just here to remind you this can happen every day, like every day in your lives, not just Sunday. And so actually with that said, I do wanna announce something today. I'm pretty excited about this. I wanna make an announcement. So this coming next year, uh, starting in January, we're gonna actually take a journey together and here's what we're gonna do. I'm pretty excited. We are actually going to go through the entire Bible in one year. All right, so in January uh, to, to December, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. We're going from Genesis all the way to Revelation and, and show God's story from beginning to end. It's gonna be really neat. And we're gonna have a bunch of resources that we're gonna give you. We're gonna start this January 15th and we're gonna start Genesis 1 and we're gonna be uh, in, in Revelation in December. And so I think that's gonna be, anybody excited about that? That's gonna be really cool. And I think that'll be neat if you follow us with that. Yeah, 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 so you're excited. Now, you might not feel that way when December comes and we're talking about Revelation, everybody. 
Because, dude, instead of talking about baby Jesus and shepherds and all that stuff, we're going to be talking about locusts and dragons and desolation. So get ready. Get re Merry Christmas. All right? Like, I don't know how to write that out. It's there. It's at the end. Okay? So anyways, it's going to be great. All right. So look carefully. Look carefully. Right? Make the best use of your time. Don't be foolish. Understand God's will. It's right there. Like, I didn't make those up. Those are right there uh, in Ephesians 5 for us. You know, maybe, maybe for some of you right now, you know, just like I was talking uh, to my friends there, like, we just need this sometimes, right? We just need to have this as a reminder where God's like, hey, how are you doing? Where he's just saying, how's your pace? How, how, how are you prioritizing me? How's that going? Just to have a check. And, and so for some of you, uh, you know, maybe uh, it is time to realize this isn't just a season for you. It is time to make a change. And without being intentional about it, we're gonna blink and this is gonna be our life. And, and God is saying something there for you. So I just want you to have a conversation, have a sit down, have a meeting and say, man, let's figure some of these out uh, and look at these four things that God says to look at and just make a plan, right? Just, just make a plan. And, and maybe your pace is doing okay. I think that's a cool thing too, to say, God, our pace is good. Like you're, you are my priority and I just wanna celebrate that with you. I think that's awesome. Uh, but I do still believe that God can speak into some of those areas uh, with you as well to say, man, let's just kind of look and just do a brush up on some of these because uh, we do need uh, to have an answer to our days. Right, he says, teach us to number our days. And so I wanna challenge you to ask those questions too. Uh, make a change, you'll be blessed to do it. Paul says, be very careful. Be very careful in how you live your life. Think about it. Think about how you ought to live. Don't look at the, what our culture's doing. Look at what God has to say about it. Be wise, make some good decisions. Uh, ask the right questions. Don't assume that you're putting things in place because you can name them. Uh, write it down with your time and all those things. Understand how to live your life and then Check your heart on how much I'm trusting God to be in control of it. And I think we'll be in a great, great place with him. Amen, everybody? Yeah, all right, let's pray. God, thank you for meeting us in this place today. I pray over our schedules. I pray over mine. I pray over mine and my family. We're getting to a season with, where the kids are getting a little older and it's, it's getting a little tighter and, and you call me to not just be mad about it. You call me to actually allow you to be Lord over that. So I pray that for, for all of us right now as we look at our time and, and what we're doing, that we, there, we need to have that space between our to-dos and our limits. Help us to see what you have to say about it. Uh, and I pray that we have the courage to sit down and talk about it uh, and take a step in your direction. It's so countercultural to step in your direction, God. Help us to have the courage to do that in the face of what our culture is saying and show us the invitation not to just see what you say, to be Lord, to be Lord over this. Uh, and, and I know that we will be blessed as a result of this. We need you and we love you and we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hey, we're gonna stand up just like we have in this series. We're gonna worship one more time. So let's stand and worship to close out this morning.
Such a good place to be this morning. So awesome to worship with you all. As you guys make your way out, make sure to grab one of those Foster West Virginia kits. And then we'll see you right back here next Sunday. You guys have an awesome week.